as you know. Tuesday is All Saints Day, a holy day of obligation. And it's probably been a few years since we've had these holy days of obligation given COVID. And uh, last year, many of them falling on Saturdays or Mondays, so not holy days of obligation. And so I thought it would be good to review with all of you the importance of Sunday, our obligation to attend Mass on Sundays and holy days of obligation, and why do we do it, right? Some of my students are here. They actually have a project on the Ten Commandments. If they, they're, they're going to be really happy if they have the third commandment today to finish up their project, right? It's in the third commandment that we get, keep holy the Sabbath day, that God gives the Ten Commandments to Moses as he's on Mount Sinai to keep holy the Sabbath day. And the Sabbath was important to the Jews for two particular reasons. First, we hear in the book of Genesis, right, when God creates everything, he rests on the seventh day. But the seventh day is when God rests from all of his creation. And so he says, you too should rest on the seventh day, on the Sabbath. The second reason the Sabbath is important to the Jews, right, God is setting the Israelites free. That it's a day of remembrance of God setting them free. And God, right, the Sabbath being a sign of his irrevocable covenant that he was always going to remain faithful to the Israelites. He was never going to abandon them. But if you have, uh, if you're a good high school student, you'd say, Father, that's all fine and dandy. But we're here on a Sunday, not on Saturday. What's up with that? You must be wrong. You're making stuff up, right? Why do we not worship on Saturday, on the Sabbath, like the Jews? And the church gives two clear answers, two principles today that I would like to give you. First and foremost, everyone, why do we worship on Sunday and not Saturday? It's because Jesus Christ rose from the dead on Sunday. The eighth day, the new creation, that Jesus fulfills creation, recreating us, right? Redeeming us from our sins on the eighth day. That Sunday is what it is because Jesus rose from the dead. Right? You have the Ten Commandments given by God. The only one who can change the Ten Commandments is God. And he doesn't change them, right? Jesus doesn't change the Ten Commandments. He fulfills the Ten Commandments even more beautifully than changing them. And so now Sunday becomes the day of worship of God, not Saturday, because God himself has come and risen from the dead. Jesus Christ. That, right, we can forget so often. The resurrection is the core of our faith. Jesus Christ doesn't rise from the dead. This is just a nice program of, you know, another nice philosophy, another nice uh, way to live. The resurrection is everything for us. That it means that Jesus, what he has said and done, 
is true and he will bring it to fulfillment. Pope Benedict XVI, in his book, Introduction to Christianity, he gives many reasons, right, about how we know the resurrection is true. And he says the strongest piece of evidence that in fact the resurrection happened is because the faithful Jews, many of the apostles, right, who would worship on the Sabbath, from the earliest of times after Jesus, after Jesus died and rose from the dead, they start worshiping God, not on the Sabbath, but on Sunday. It would be like uh, God becoming, you know, becoming man, Jesus coming back down, and him dying and resurrecting on Monday, which will never happen, right? But he resurrects on Monday, we start worshiping God on Monday instead of Sunday. Everyone, that's a like a massive change. I almost can't articulate how important and how radical of a change it would have been for the Jews. And because it's so radical, it's proof itself that Jesus rose from the dead because faithful Jews wouldn't have started worshiping on Sunday when they were commanded by God to worship on Saturday on the Sabbath. Right? And so we keep holy the Lord's Day. Sunday. So first and foremost, we worship God on Sunday. We celebrate publicly as a community in the Holy Mass, not just by ourselves, but for our own good together here at Mass. The word obligation actually comes from the word to bind. Now you say, Father, this is uh, the great moment where you tell us what we should do and but I want you to think about, right, if obligation is to bind, obviously we have an obligation towards God. But to be bound together means there's two people involved. There's two entities. There's two somethings involved. And so God has an obligation to us. That God has bound himself to us, which is Amazing, right? The God of the universe who created everything, who's all-powerful, has bound himself to us in some mysterious way. And so he fulfills, right? He's saying, I will fulfill my promise to you. I will give you what you need. But it's always a two-way street, right? We have to respond to his gift that he has given us. And it's in baptism that he binds himself to us. He comes to dwell in us in a real way. And so we are bound to God and he is bound to us. That's why we have an obligation, right, to fulfill his commands. The holy days of obligation every year are Christmas, December 25th, the Ascension, 40 days after Easter, Mary, Mother of God, January 1st, the Immaculate Conception, December 8th, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, August 15th, and November 1st, All Saints Day, right? And the church says, in the catechism, in fact, a failure to participate in the Mass on Sunday or a holy day of obligation commits a grave sin that we wound ourselves and we hurt God if we miss, when we miss Mass, when we don't fulfill this obligation, this binding together of God and man. So first and foremost, everyone, the resurrection 
is why we are here, that the resurrection makes real to us our faith. That's why we're here on Sunday. Number two, why do we worship God every week on Sunday? The second part of the commandment is not only, right, to worship, but it's also to rest. And so a part that we forget about so often is God has given us this commandment to worship on Sunday, to have freedom to rest. To not be slaves of work and money, right? It's a slave who never has downtime, who always has to work at the command of his master. We are not slaves. We are children of God. And so God actually gives us the freedom from work. It's really amazing, right? Because as Americans, so often there's something in us that if we could, we'd work eight days a week, 24 seven, 555 days a year, right? God gives us the freedom from work, which is a beautiful gift. Right, he says, the church says, enjoy adequate rest and leisure to cultivate your familial, cultural, social, and religious lives. That it's the whole person, right? We need physical, emotional, psychological rest from work, and obviously spiritual rest as well. That Sunday has always been dedicated to Christian works of charity, right? Visiting the homeless helping the poor, visiting the elderly and the homebound, doing all those great things, in particular spending time with family. That Sunday is a day of God and a day for the family. Everyone, at the end of the day, this is my challenge to all of you, to make Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation non-negotiables, right? That's just what we do. It's a non-negotiable day, because it sets us up, right? It sets us up to be able to receive what God wants to give. That it's a basic, it's the basic foundation from which God builds, right? He gives us himself in the Eucharist on Sunday and how badly we need it to grow closer to him. So to make Sundays non-negotiables because we know Jesus has resurrected from the dead and he wants to give us a great gift, which is himself in the Eucharist. What a tremendous gift it is to be Catholic. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Give us faith. Give us faith in the reality that you teach us about Sunday, your day. Help us to be more fully committed to you every day of our life.